Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. If you have your Bibles, we'll be in two places, Matthew 13, Matthew 13 and Acts 7. Matthew 13 and Acts 7, I'll try to abbreviate it, and, but if you would like to follow along, you can turn there. You know, you may have come this morning and you may have had a friend drag you here. You may have been here because you've been coming to Luminous Church over the last 18 months as we've existed as a church. You may be here for different reasons. I'm not sure why you're here, but, but no matter why you're here, we all have big questions in life, don't we? We all have big questions. We all ask these philosophically big questions, and normally we do it when we're alone, right? Like, a, a, like this comic strip right here. You're alone, and, and you're sitting there, and you're thinking, and, and it says, if the question of what it all means doesn't mean anything, why do I keep coming back to it? She's getting existential again. It's okay. I have a super soaker. So, right, so, you know, like, we all ask these questions when we're by ourselves, when we're not around anybody, of why we exist, why we're here on earth. Here's a, here's a couple of the questions that we commonly ask. How and why did the universe begin? Right? Have any of you asked that question, how and why did the universe begin? What's the point of living? Why are we here? What is death and why should we fear it? Are moral values relative or absolutes? How do we decide between right and wrong? Should the rich help the poor? And there's so many more questions that you can ask on your couch by yourself when you're all alone, right? And, and that's what we do. That's what we find ourselves doing. And, and you may have been brought here from somebody because, honestly, I feel like today that we have the answers for those questions, I feel like today, if, if you're here in this theater, that there's actually answers to these hard questions. And to me, I have found this, and your friends have found this, and it's why they wanted you to come so desperately today. They, they knocked on your door. They, they sent a card out. They, they gave a good tip last Sunday, and we encouraged them to give a good tip, not a bad tip, because we wanted, we wanted to be a representative and wanted it to be loving, and so they gave a good tip as they ate lunch last Sunday and handed out a card and invited you to the service. It's because all of humanity asks these questions. All of humanity asks these questions. And if we don't answer these questions, then we do an injustice to one another. And I believe as Luminous Church, we've answered these questions over 2,000 years ago, I believe a man answered these questions. Over 2,000 years ago, there was a man who walked the earth, and his name was Jesus. There, there is historical account of this man walking the earth and who he is and what he has done. And we find Jesus coming onto the scene in Matthew 3. Matthew 3. And, and before Jesus comes on the scene, there's a radical guy who's wearing all these, all these um, animal skins, right? And he's eating honey and locusts. And he's, he's saying one message, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And there was something intriguing about this message. Now, you and I hear that message and we're like, what does that really mean? It's not all that intriguing. Why do I want to leave San Antonio and go out to Bernie and find some guy who's baptizing people? Why would I want to do that? I don't know. But they knew. 
They knew this because they were under rule for 60 years by the Roman Empire and they were oppressed people. And, and if this man was saying the kingdom of God, a theistic government was about to be put back in a place. See, they all believed in God. They didn't, they didn't have the questions. There weren't many atheists around. They, they believed in God. They believed that he was true. And, and, and here a man saying the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, how many of you know it's, it's sweet 16? It's 2016, sweet 16, and we got some big elections this year, right? And, and what we do is we rally around elections. We rally around political figures all the time because in those elections, we're really hoping for something. We're hoping for something, and, and maybe it's not the kingdom, but we are believing that there will be something different, something that changes in the atmosphere for us. Maybe, maybe you have a special agenda, and you rally around it. It's what humanity always does, isn't it? And so they're rallying around this, and, and, and likewise, these people are rallying around John, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. And it's really one word, hope. Hope for my life, hope for my questions, hope for the reason why am I created, why am I here, what is the purpose? And Jesus shows up, God's son, in Matthew 3, 13, it says this, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, Jesus, and do you come to me? You see, I've been, I need to be baptized by you because you're the one that we've been talking about. So you see, I've been telling everybody the kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is at hand, and it's, it's not necessarily an earthly kingdom. It's a, it's a spiritual kingdom, and it's coming to earth, and it's all around you. And you want me to baptize you? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And Jesus, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. Everybody say, the heavens were open. Okay, do it like you're not a robot. The heavens were open. Yes, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well Please, with whom I'm well pleased. John says, you need to baptize me, Jesus. You need to baptize me. And Jesus is saying, no, John, I want you to baptize me. It's because wherever Jesus goes, he's bringing validation of the purpose and the things that he's created in you. Isn't that awesome? Like God has all called you to something in this room. And a lot of you are fulfilling that purpose. Some of you are going to school. You're going to med school. You're getting a degree. Some of you are actually in the workplace right now. Some of you are mothers and fathers. Some of you have started nonprofit organizations. Some of you have done all sorts of things. But all of you are doing the work of the ministry. And this is what's awesome about Jesus, is Jesus came to validate things. He came to validate things all the time. I love validation, don't you? I love validation when you desperately need validation. How about that? I was on a mission trip to China in 2010, and it was crazy. We were there, and this girl thought it would be awesome if she brought a whole suitcase of batteries, right? Because she wanted to power her lights and her iPods and her boombox and everything else in this remote part of China. So she had this 50-pound case of batteries. Well, I mean, you know, that would probably present some red flags, you know, like, why do you have all these batteries and you're coming to China? This is crazy. And you know what's awesome? Validation is so cool because, you know, 
What's amazing about our passports is they're blue. And the blue passport is the coveted passport because it validates you. Because you show them the blue passport and all of a sudden you start getting passes because you're from the United States. And, and everybody's friends, almost everybody's friends with the United States. And so the blue passport, how many of you know that thing is like gold? It's awesome, right? And so everybody who travels raises their hand. Everybody who doesn't needs to travel sometime soon. Like a mission trip would be awesome this year in June 8th specifically to Baja. So they validated, man, and, and what's awesome, we just showed them our passports, and they were like, okay, well, I guess you're okay. I guess you're okay. Let us through with this 50-pound bag of batteries, and it was awesome. And then we got stopped again, and they made us throw the batteries away. I know. <laughs> Poor girl. Couldn't use a blow dryer. It was awesome. <clears throat> but, man, I mean, validation is so critical, and that's what Jesus was doing. There's multiple reasons he got baptized, but one of those was validate, validate John, your message is true. Your message is true, and I want you to baptize me because I want to validate the message that the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. I want to validate that because that's what people need to hear. That's what they need to hear. And, and John, that's not going to change too much because, you know, when Ben Chapman, 2,000 years later, talks to the Luminous Church, he's going he's gonna to confirm that. And he's going to say, this is the message, that the kingdom of God is at hand, and it is here. We need to repent and to believe. To believe in who? To believe in Jesus. So Jesus validates John. He also models it. So I love that Jesus also models it. He lived for three years to model what it would look like to follow Jesus. Isn't it awesome? Like when you get saved, when you say, yes, I believe in Jesus. And he says, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And when we get saved, we aren't just gone, right? I mean, if God wanted us to just be gone once we got saved, I would not be here today. Or I would not be saved. And I would, no, I'm just kidding. So I would not be here. I would not be here. He would just take us away. He would just take us away. But there was mission and there's purpose and there's reason. And same for Jesus. Same for Jesus. Jesus got baptized. He modeled it. And he models the way that you and I should live. Isn't that comforting? Isn't it comforting that we have a faith that there's an example on how we should live? And the first thing that he does is he begins to get baptized. And what I love about this is he gets baptized before there's miracles, before there's signs and wonders, before the eyes were opened, before the blind see, before the deaf hear. He gets baptized. He gets baptized, and he does this to begin his ministry. It's so awesome. He begins to model it. I'm so thankful that he models it. And then he begins to... In verse 16, when Jesus was baptized, he went up and the heavens were open to him. The heavens were open to him. He saw the Spirit of God. And just like J. Tom said, the Lord's prayer is this. Jesus instructs us how to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? What does that mean for us? Well, in 2016, as Luminous Church, we believe that it is something that's going to be our prayer and our cry. You see, we need the heavens opened in our life because when the heavens open, the miraculous begin to happen. 
When the heavens open, God begins to do something amazing in our lives. We're believing in 2016 that the heavens will be open at Luminous Church. The heavens will be open in San Antonio. We're believing it on the mission trip in the mission field that, that God, what you say in heaven will be done on earth. We're believing it right now for ENC this year as people are giving their life to Jesus and responding to the gospel, that the heavens would be open. We're believing it for youth camp this year, that a bunch of youth, crazy youth, 20 of them, one of them got saved last fall. We're believing that the heavens will be open and more will get saved. And I'm excited to celebrate Soap today in her baptism and declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord. Isn't that awesome? Give Soap a hand. We have to, church, believe that, that God is going to open the heavens. If you're a grandfather, if you're a grandmother, that the heavens would be open. If you're a mom, if you're a dad, that the heavens would be open. Why did we have a dance this morning? Because God invented the creative arts. And we need the heavens to be open in the creative aspects of our life. That the heavens would be open and we see God be glorified. And the miraculous, it often follows obedience. It often follows obedience. As you take a step towards God, it's almost as though he's taking a step towards you. As you take another step, he's taking another step towards you. As you grow in your faith, he meets you right where you are. Isn't that so comforting? A lot of times we have to start taking steps. We have to start praying. For some of us, we have to actually say the Lord's Prayer in the morning. We have to wake up and actually say that. We have to start stepping. And what I love about it is this is that as the heavens were open, then the Father speaks. And what does the Father speak? He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. This is my son. Affirmation. We hear it said often. When you know whose you are, you know who you are. When you know whose you are, you know who you are. Because, because affirmation is the thing that we need more than anything. And what I love is I have a two-year-old son, and he's so awesome. He's so awesome. And when he was born, when he was born, I held that son, and he didn't have to do anything for me to love him. Isn't that incredible? He didn't have to do anything. I just held him, and when his eyes were open, I still remember the day when his eyes were open. I said, I love you. I love you. I love you. You're my son. You're my son. I love you, and nothing is going to change that. I love you. And that's what the Father does. He says, I love you. I love you, Jesus. Nothing's going to change that. Before you heal somebody, before you speak, before you, before you do any kind of works, I want to let you know that I love you. It's not the three years of perfection that you lived being an example for everybody. No, I love you right now before you did anything. Because that's who God is. He's the one who loves you before you do anything. Isn't that freeing, church? It's amazing. It's why Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. The gift of God. Affirmation is something we so desperately need. And most people, and maybe you included in this room, and maybe me sometimes, we're always looking for affirmation. 
Affirm me, affirm me. Tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me I'm awesome. You know, I'm, I'm like words of affirmation. I need it so badly. I, I want it so badly, so desperately. And so I'll, I'll do like a dance and I'll, and I'll sing to my wife and I'll do whatever it takes for her to say, I love you, baby. Take her to dinner, plan the perfect engagement. Do whatever you can for your friend because we all want affirmation. We're living for affirmation. What I love about Jesus is he didn't live for affirmation, but he lived from affirmation. You see, he was affirmed, and then he went. He was affirmed, and then he began to heal. He was affirmed, and then he began to raise the dead. He was affirmed, and then he did this. You realize, if you're in this room and you've been looking for affirmation, you've been looking for affirmation, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. But there is an eternal affirmation that'll be given to you, that you'll live from, that you'll live from. And I'm believing that for your life, and I'm believing it for 2016, for Luminous Church. One last story. In Acts chapter 7, I don't even have time to get into all this, but in Acts chapter 7, there's a man, Stephen. John knew that he was called to repent, to, to proclaim the gospel, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He knew that. And here we find Stephen. After Jesus already ascended into heaven, Stephen is proclaiming this Jesus. He's saying, repent for the kingdom of God is not only at hand, but is here. And it's through Jesus and accessible through Jesus. And if you believe in him, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. And there's no works that you have to do. It's a free gift, a free gift for you, a free gift for you. All you have to do is receive it. How many of you know if you make a living, you make a living, a career, out of having people do a lot of work, that's a little threatening, right? It's like what, what solar power is to oil. You know, it's, it's all these things, right? It's threatening. Well, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want that. What are you doing to the people? What are you doing to the followers? Why are you telling them this? Why are you saying it's not about works? It is about works. It's about sacraments, and it's about works, and it's about cleansings, and it's about sacrifices, and it's about duty, and it's about obligation, and it's about penance, and it's about getting on your knees, and it's about all these things. That's the only way that God's going to love you. Stephen's saying, no, it's different. It's different now. In a moment, Jesus changed everything. He conquered death. Now it's just belief in him, trust in him. That's it, and he loves you. Stephen was proclaiming this gospel, and people hated him for it, just like they may hate you for it as well. And then Acts 7, 54 through 50 through 60, it says this. Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, Stephen, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not withhold do not hold this sin against him and when he had said this he fell asleep 
Isn't that amazing? See, Jesus, the heavens were open, and he received an affirmation that he lived from. We see Stephen in this moment of persecution. The heavens were open, and he sees Jesus, an affirmation that he lived from and lives for even to this day in eternal glory. As Tyler and Ashley come up, just got a question for you. Maybe you came into this room and you've never heard that message. You've heard a message that, that Jesus is a way or I have to do a lot of stuff for him to love me and affirm me. I have to earn my father's approval. Maybe you haven't placed your faith in Jesus. This morning, if you want to place your faith in Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity in just a moment. And then after that, we're going to go through baptisms. And if you're getting baptized this morning, well, I'm going to dismiss you in just a moment. But I want to give other people an opportunity to be baptized. You see, my friend Eric, he grew up in my youth ministry. He's from an amazing family who loves God. Eric gave his life to Jesus when he was a young kid. He heard this message. He heard this gospel message. And at the age of seven or eight, he came to know Jesus. And he believed in Jesus. And he loved Jesus so much. Well, as Eric started getting older and older, he saw his friends get baptized. And then he saw more friends get baptized. And then at the age of 17, as he was in my youth ministry, he always questioned whether or not, man, am I really saved? Am I really saved? Is this really, is this really true? I go, yes, man, you know it. He goes, yeah, you're right, I know it. I go, man, you just need to be affirmed. You need to be affirmed. And you just need to be baptized. You need to be baptized. Well, you can imagine a 17-year-old in high school, very popular, you know, trying to get baptized. Everybody thinks he's already saved. Like, what am I doing getting baptized in front of my friends? Why am I doing this? But at 17 years old, he ended up saying, okay, I'm going to get baptized. And right there at a lake, we just spontaneously baptized them. Said, let's get baptized. For 10 years, he knew Jesus. But he was never obedient in this step. And after that moment, anytime the devil tries to lie to him, are you really saved? Say, yeah, I remember. I remember I got saved and I was baptized. I was obedient. It just brings affirmation. So there may be some people in this room who, who want to get baptized and you didn't sign up for a class. You didn't go and you're really not even sure, like, man, fully understand the doctrine of it. But you know Jesus did it. I want to do it too. And we have shirts for you. And we have shorts for you. And when I dismiss everybody for baptism, I want you to go with them. I want you to go with them. You may be 80. You may be 10. Ask your parents if you're 10. I want you to go with me. If you would, stand with me this morning. I would love for you to just get on posture of prayer. So for me, it's closing my eyes and pacing. You probably can't pace. So maybe close your eyes, bow your head, whatever that looks like. And I, I just, I would love everybody to close their eyes because I'm going to ask this question. If you never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, if you never made him Lord and say, I want to follow him all the days of my life, 
I believe in him. I knew there was, I knew there was a faith that I didn't have to work for. I knew there was a love that I didn't have to earn. I knew it. I want to follow Jesus. If that's you, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand today. Raise your hand out to God and say, that's me. That's me. That's me. I want to do that. Amazing. Thank you so much. Church, if you would pray this prayer, and everybody pray this prayer. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for conquering death. Thank you that I don't have to earn it. Forgive me, Jesus. You already have. And you'll continue to do something. Live in me. Make me new. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To find out more about service times, giving, and community groups that meet throughout the week, please visit us online at luminouschurch.org.